MLM Nation, episode 104. The number one tip I can give someone or the number one ingredient in network marketing is posture. You need to stick your chest out, speak with conviction, and people have to know that you believe what you're saying to them. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring a special guest today, Kevin Latmore. Kevin, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely. I was born ready, my friend. Kevin Latmore has over 12 years of MLM experience and has earned over $4 million in career earnings. He has built four separate teams, with each of them having at least 10,000 to 20,000 members. Kevin also has the record as the fastest person to reach the top of a company in not just one, but in three separate companies, including this current company where he's the quickest person to reach Diamond. Kevin and his beautiful wife have five kids, and they split the time between Ottawa, Canada, and Tampa, Florida. Kevin, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Okay, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. I'm actually a fan of the show, and it's amazing that we hooked up. So thanks for reaching out to me. It's great to, to get to talk to people like you. How I got started is pretty interesting. Kind of goes a little ways back, and I think it really helps that my first experience was pretty good. I was 17 years old, got introduced to a company selling water filters, and the math of network marketing just kind of captured my attention. It made sense. And even though I only had a small team, maybe of about five people, and maybe sold two water filters, which, by the way, probably put me in the top 5% in that company. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Most people were garage qualified. But what happened to me was there was another person who was 18 years old at the time. He was making fifteen dollars to $17,000 a month because his parents were fortunate enough to be the first in Ontario, which is a province in Canada. So that'd be like any state in the U.S. And because they were the first as high school principals, they were making about 60000 a month. But this young guy making that amount, mentoring me and helping me, I knew that it was real because I had a bus pass to get around town and he had two cars at the time. So I knew there was definitely money in network marketing, and even though I didn't make it, it was a really, really good experience. The only hardship for me, I guess, was, you know, all my friends cared about was girls and rap music, and here I am, how about water filters? You know, <laughs> you know. so it's a little tough in the early goings, but the mechanics are still the same, and, and then the dream was kind of started from there. So what did you do? Um, did you join network marketing? After? Did you go full-time afterwards? Did you go to college, or did you get a job? What did you do afterwards? Um, no, it's kind of in and out, you know, so that I stuck with it for a year, which is probably pretty good. And then, you know, did that in lieu of getting a job because I was playing sports at the time at a very high level, you know, as an older teenager trying to make it into professional, you know, well, first of all, school, but also had aspirations of being a professional athlete, didn't want to be tied down to a job. So I also liked the flexibility and the leverage of MLM I got right away. So got a little bit of a job, but then that a lot of the leaders from that first water filter company went to a new company that had alarms, and that made a lot more sense, car alarm, door alarms, or, or house alarms and stuff, and that made a lot more sense for a young guy to be able to sell, so jumped back in, started running with that crew, and did a lot better this go-around. I think I built a team of about 100, and um, you know did a little bit better, and just really saw that the dream was taking place. Oh, by the way, quick note on that first thing, just a, a little side story. That child, or child, <laughs> that kid's name was Chad Morissette. His sister's name is Alanis Morissette. So I guess you have to learn how to sing anyways, but it was really cool that her parents were making that kind of money, were able to help her make a demo video when everybody else was making demo, you know, demo tapes and mailing it in. I think Madonna was the first one to catch Alanis's eye when she was just a young teenager, and that's how she kind of got started. Her parents had the money to make an 18000 dollar you know demo video and this is before mtv or in canada much music so it's just strobe lights and stuff like that but you know the money for mlm really launched alanis morissette for the viewers that or listeners that might know who she is wow that is uh and i actually uh, listened to music by her other brother wade wade morissette he does like oh. more like yoga music and stuff like that and it's actually funny because i do yoga every morning i was actually listening to his music you can check it out on itunes check it out on spotify 
Oh, okay, cool. That is something. So Chad Chad Morissette was the one that was the eighteen year old that was making yeah. the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Small is a super cool story. So, um, before we got on, you sharing about that you're the Costco guy too, right? <laughs> yeah, I hear that one. <laughs> and nothing against Costco. I go to the shopping all the time, but I mean, I don't. But like my nanny and my um my intern helps me out. But shit. So what happened? You guys, you were at Costco. You have five kids. And how does that tie into your story? Uh, well, Costco, you know, got out of MLM, had to get, quote unquote, a real job. You know, we started our family early. You know, our oldest was 19 at the time. <laughs> or, uh, I mean, my wife had a baby at 19. So, you know, had to get out and just get a job and do things. So we started, uh, I started working at Costco. Great job. Was part time up here in Ottawa, Canada, where I'm actually from. Um, you know, the one store we had had over 400 employees. So, you know, you're lucky just to get in there. They were hiring maybe five people a year at that time because there wasn't that many locations and it was so busy and uh, got got kept on, which was very rare and was so excited when they made me full time. It was, you know, the job of a lifetime and uh, worked my way up there for about nine years to just hit management and just realized it wasn't for me. You know, I was spending so much more time there with people from Costco than my, my kids. I'd see them in the morning. We'd have a bowl of Cheerios. Halfway through my Cheerios, I'd look at my watch, fly out the door. And by the time I came home, the kids were fast asleep. And at 45 grand a year, you know, kids are just, you know, <laughs> 45 grand a year is just food and groceries for, you know, for a family of seven. So I really got a little bit, you know, just sick and tired of the same old thing. And I heard a quote many, many times that, you know, if you want something in your life to change, you need to change something in your life. So everybody at Costco kind of grumbles and complains, but nobody ever does anything about it. And I decided to do something about it. And I burned the candle at both ends and got started with network marketing. A telecommunications company had been exploding and just come to Canada. And that made so much more sense because it was an essential service. And I was like, oh, man, I could get back into this with the knowledge I have from my small, short career, however long ago. Uh, I got really excited about the idea of working in telecommunications. So I did that for about six months part-time, which was not a popular move in the household. But lo and behold, something good came out of it. I ended up uh, matching my Costco income, was making about three grand a month part-time, and uh, then decided to go full-time. So I had a family meeting. Wife was not happy whatsoever. And I said, you know, I'm going to quit Costco and go full-time in this. If I can make three grand part-time, imagine what we can do if we put full-time energy into it. And she just looked at me and said, what about our medical plan? What about our dental plan? They give you $1,000 a year towards your, uh, well, Canada, we call them RRSPs down in the States. I guess you guys call it 401k. And plus, we get a free turkey every Christmas that all my friends were envious of, which is so funny when you change your paradigm. And I said, baby, where we can go with this, you know, none of those things are going to matter. And true to form, that's where we're at. So what was the aha moment, the turning point? Because you had some success, but what was the thing that, I mean, obviously you make a really impressive income right now. What was the turning point, aha moment, or maybe the light bulb that went off that you got, then all of a sudden your business just exploded? Well, one quick thing also, sorry about the Costco, was out of 400 people at our store, you know, I was getting more positive write-ups than everybody else in the store put together. So after a couple of years of that, you kind of realize it's you, but then you realize we all make the same amount of money, you know, and we, they keep statistics and I was doing almost the amount of orders per day and stuff as, as any average, you know, person. So, you know, you really get into network marketing because, you know, it rewards you for your efforts and, and your value. And once you really realize that and you understand leverage and you understand how you could help people, um, the aha moment was just seeing how much money people were making, but People who are less talented. So, you know, all things being equal, we have the same comp plan, the same products to sell. It's just how much can you roll up your sleeves and get out there and do it? And I've never been a stranger to hard work, and especially when comp compensation is tied to your efforts and your energy. I mean, the big aha moment was really that the sky's the limit. Yeah, that's that. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I want to know now um, your worst moment in network marketing, your toughest time, because most distributors during like a really tough time, they'll quit. But so give me the worst moment, toughest time where 99% of people have quit, but you hung in there. And because you hung in there, you learned a major lesson and you are where you are today. Right. Yeah, I'm a pretty tough cookie. You know what I mean? I always push and persevere. So I don't really have that many hardships. But here's what I do have. You know, obviously, when a company goes out of business or anything like that is always a problem. Um, once I started having success 
And then, you know, you get courted by these companies to be the first person, Kev, you know, we can do this, we can do that. And I got into another telecommunications company from a chance meeting five hours away from my house. I was in a parking lot at a Holiday Inn and met, you know, my, my first, you know, person that signed me up, uh, that got me out of Costco. So this would be about five, six years later. I hadn't seen him since. And it was kind of cool, but we started with a new company that he just signed up with. And when I put in 13,000 people in 90 days, he put in another 20,000 20, or so. And then what happened was, you know, too much growth is a bad thing. You know, you hear that and it doesn't seem to make sense. But this was a company that was about a year old and they were doing maybe 250 people a month, you know, less than $100,000 in sales a month or so. And we came in and we did about $7 million and 35,000 people or so in 90 days. Visa froze all their merchants account, froze their assets wow. pending an investigation. And, uh, you know, if you don't pay, you could be late with the products. People get a little upset. You can be this, you can be that. You can't be a day late with the money. You certainly can't be a hundred days late with the money. By the time, you know, it got figured out, everyone was gone, completely devastated, and, um, you know, you, I was feeling low and talk about getting kicked when you're down. So someone saw what we had done there, called me and my upline up and said, look, you two were the deal. That's why that thing flew. Why don't we take my deep pockets and your energy and do the exact same thing? We can copy their their model. I was a little reluctant, but I said, OK, now we're officially number one, number two, top of the food chain. Let's do it. And that company turned out to be worse than the first. Uh, you really get disillusioned pretty quickly. So back to back companies, right? Yeah, back wow. to back. So I got something to follow up on that if you have a yeah, second. That'd be crazy. Sure. These are amazing, uh, amazing lessons, amazing stories. Yeah, because this is going to teach people something too about quitting. I've never quit really anything in my life. And I was just in a weird place. I was wandering around the house in my pajamas after that, you know, brought back the Mercedes, brought back this, brought back everything. And we we're just scraping by. Again, don't forget, family of seven. So my wife got a job at a fast food restaurant working midnight shifts. Um, so, you know, uh, so nobody would know. And plus the midnight shift paid an extra dollar twenty-five an hour. And I said, baby, only work midnights. You know, we need that, you know, times 40 hours a week, you know, it goes to show how far you can fall. And this is after having, you know, several years and years of success, but now she's working for eleven twenty-five an hour. I'm not working at all. I'm moping around the house, still grumbling about the two losses that we just had. And things were getting pretty tight. You know, she's never worked a day in her life, bless her soul. So she's mad even to be working. She's even madder being working at a restaurant and three times more being mad working graveyards, which would wreak havoc on anybody's body, let alone our relationship. Bill collectors calling all day and everything else. So what had happened was, um, you know, we got introduced to a, a company that wanted us to help open up Canada. So they flew me and one of my friends down to Florida and um, a meal replacement drink company. And I passed on it. The owner had stepped down as the owner to be the master distributor and was going to leave from the front and wanted me and my friend to be in his business. And I passed on that. And then sure enough, within the year, my friend made it up to 80 grand a month. A gentleman who never made over 5,000 a month who I'd personally sponsored in his last two companies. And you know what I mean? Talk about, you know, so I missed <laughs> one of the biggest runs ever. And uh, I was just sitting around working at a fast food. So what we did is we took our last thousand dollars that was slated for our mortgage. And uh, we used that to get into the company because we were so low. My wife was furious. I felt like Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> you know, oh. I took our last couple bucks and put it into MLM and skipped our mortgage payment, which is significant because in Canada, if you miss two payments, you're trespassing. You need to be out. You're legally in that residence. Sometimes I hear people in the state say, you know, we're five, six, seven months into foreclosure. That doesn't happen up here. I mean, the, the day I missed my payment, they FedExed me a letter saying you're in noncompliance. We're watching you. And we pretty much put your house on the market any day now. So it was, uh, it was a tough go. So you joined two companies and they failed miserably. And then the third one, you didn't get in. And that's the one you should have gotten in. When you saw your friends made a lot of money. Yeah, it took them about a year, but you know what I mean? It's just like ego gets in the way. It's like, I'm going to figure something else to do. I don't need network marketing or I'm going to start my own thing. And, you know, so the reason I wanted to share that last story that they got in and I didn't was, you know, for the people that said, I tried MLM before, it didn't work for me. And they pass. I think how many people do that all the time? This was the one and only time that I really did that from a, you know, an educated standpoint and just made the wrong decision. It was the wrong time to say no. 
You know, so some people may say, you know, network marketing talks about uh, you know, financial freedom and stuff. But here you go. You have a guy, Kevin Lattimore, really successful. He joins his companies. They all go out of business. That's not financial freedom. He's worse than – so what would you say to those critics to say that? Uh, well, you just got to keep swinging. You have to find the right thing, right? It can't always be rainbows and lollipops. So we kind of went from, I don't know if you can call 45,000 a year rags, but let's say rags to riches, back to rags, you know, with my wife working at the restaurant. And, uh, but then I learned so much and you have this tangible skill. I wanted to find something else to do besides network marketing. And I realized I know this inside out and backwards. It's the thing that I've, you know, dedicated all this time to. I just need to find the right company. So one year after my friend signed up for that last company, I decided to put my tail between my legs, call them back up and get started. And, you know, I had to start from the bottom. The spot that he was saving for me went to someone else who took that and wrote it to, you know, a seven figure income. And I just started and made it happen, you know, and uh, really got people energized and I think that's where I kind of got my bug back for uh, just for doing it right, you know. Mm. And there's nothing that can lift you out. Where else can you turn your whole life around that fast? So we took that $1,000. Um, I told people I wanted to be an ambassador in 45 days or less, which comes with a $25,000 bonus. And to do that, I'm going to help 12 people qualify for a car bonus and, you know, make anywhere from two grand a month to maybe five, six grand a month. And so I just started dialing for dollars. You know, I called a bunch of people. I called about 75, 14 signed up. So what that did was prove the model. It's like, um, you know, we went from fast food and, and, and bankruptcy and foreclosure and losing our house to 45 days later, basically making $40,000. And that ignited a lot of people around me who, even the ones that said no, knew when I started. And then the hunter became the hunted. People started chasing me and calling back. And it's like, you know, the best thing that happened to me was one week after I hit that $25,000 bonus, we had a convention. So that picture of me with the check on stage was actually worth worth way more than the $25,000 the check was for. Mm. That's really inspiring. Now, I've got to ask you some questions I normally don't ask other people because you, you share some really good stuff here. So most MLM Nation listeners would be like, how in the world? Because you said in the first, even the first company that uh, went under, right? You brought in 13,000 people in 90 days. And the second one, you bought 4,500 in 90 days. So they're like, these people came and bring, a lot of distributors are struggling. They came and bring in one person a month, right? So how can Kevin Lambert do that? How, how, how can you bring so many people so quickly? What is like the secret or, or your formula for doing that? Um, well, number one, it's by design. You know, we talked a little bit. You asked me, how could I be the fastest in four companies? But it's all just planning. Um, and a lot of people always say, oh, he brought a team over. I've never done that. You know, I'd like to, and it makes more sense, and it's the path of least resistance, and it's typically legal depending how you do it. But, you know, I've just never been smart enough or legally allowed based on, you know, it gets a little political when you get to the higher levels. Um, it's just the passion. You know, people don't listen to the words of your song. They listen to the music in your voice. And, you know, you got to make people scared to bet against you. The number one tip I can give someone or the number one ingredient in network marketing is posture. You need to stick your chest out, speak with conviction, and people have to know that you believe what you're saying to them. You know what I mean? Not that you just want them to believe it. They're like, you know what? This guy's going to do it. I don't think I can do it, but this guy's going to do it. And if I hang around on his coattails, maybe somehow, some way, just some of his crumbs fall into my mouth. I'm going to eat pretty good. You know, and uh, I recently did a training for several thousand people and my opening slide, it was on leadership. And the opening slide was uh, that I wrote, everyone wants to follow someone who knows where they're going, you know, and I think that's so important. So you just really have to be convicted in what you're saying. You have to have a plan. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, you can open, you know, the best organic hamburger, you know, Simon's Organic Burgers, and they could taste great and everything else, but you'll never outdo McDonald's. You know, McDonald's is a better model because it's proven. When I see that yellow M lit up, that means they're open and so on and so forth. I know the number one special is the Big Mac meal and so on, right? Because McDonald's has a plan. You could have better burgers and everything else. It's immaterial. People want a path of least resistance and they want someone who's figured it out to take them to the top. So if you can prove and you can illustrate and you can draw circles that are reasonable, not just pie in the sky. I don't hype people. And I think that's what people like about me. It's my 
my calm demeanor. You know, I'm not the guy telling everyone they're going to be a millionaire. I say I can guarantee I can make you $1,500 a month. Beyond that, you got to roll up your sleeves and show me what you're made of. But $1,500, that's a walk in the park. And, uh, you know, they see it in my eyes and I show them and I explain how they can get to that 1500. And if they believe that, then, you know, th- then there we go. And if once they get to the 1500, how do they get to 3000? More of what you just did. So I really focus on other people and people see that from me. They don't see the dollar signs in my eyes. I look at people as individuals. I really listen to their whys and I understand it more than them. And, uh, you know, I focus on their pockets. I want to make you that money more than you want to make it. Yeah, we were talking about that before. You were saying that you're the, I think I forgot the exact line you said. You, you said you, you're the best person, with, the best seller who does not sell, right? You're the closer who doesn't close. And, right. and but I think it's because people buy your sincerity, they buy your trust, and they really buy your passion. I mean, even here, um, we're just talking on Skype, on audio, but we can hear the passion in your voice. So even just the way you, so ML Nation, pay attention to this, the way Kevin's sharing the story and the, his energy, right? Like he he's, he acts like he is like he is you can tell that he's a superstar already even he never made any money just the way he could tells the story you know this guy is going to be successful. Now, so Kevin, I have another question. There's like when you the first two companies burned you know uh, they burned off right or you lost all those people. Did you have to start from scratch because you lost your credibility with all those people? Yeah, uh, I mean I didn't even talk to those people again. They were lost. They were gone. A lot of them were out of the industry. You'd call some of them up and it's like, hey, we're putting the band back together. And they're like, you know, their wife won't let them come out and play <laughs> or the other way around. <laughs> so, but you know what? If you have something to get done, I mean, it's just amazing. You know, it's just taprooting. I mean, those 14 people that said yes to me in that other company. And another reason why I didn't join for a whole year when my friends were having such success was we live in a relatively small city. I mean, it's not a small town. It was maybe 700,000 people, but... I mean, you know, I call them the usual suspects. Every city has the MLMers, right? And they had all joined this company. And my my upline or my friend that got started when I did it in that company also signed up all our friends in common and also signed up all the people I've introduced them to. So I just like, man, where am I going to get anybody? Like nothing's even left. There's no meat left on this bone. And, uh, you know, but good things happen when you start dialing for dollars and people just, you know, I can point to their story and say, this is what my friends have done. You know, you know, I've made thirty thousand dollars a month before. This person's been in the same company, made five thousand. So, without being, you know, I would never say it like this, but technically, I'm better than that guy. Mm-hmm. And if he could be at eighty grand a month right now, what the heck am I going to do with this? And you're my first call, Simon. So if I blow this up like you know I would, could, and should, you're right there to eat, you know, fifty percent of my volume. And you know, people are inherently greedy, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like greedy's got a negative connotation. But opportunistic, let's say that, right? So back to what I said earlier, you know, if they just feel there's something in it for them, you know, they gravitate towards it. And then you just get this little groundswell. If I can give one little bit of a trick, it's kind of dangerous. So consult your upline, disclaimer, disclaimer. But I like building on paper for a week, maximum two weeks before I ever get started with anything. I always... I always start on a specific day. I don't sign up the day that you, you, you send me a link, Simon, and get me excited. If I'm excited and ready to go, I want a couple days to get ready, get my game plan. You know, do a run through, do a dry run. You know, whatever the first or second rank is, I want to have that done on paper so I can just lay it down like a royal flush. So then I have a story. My first day in this business, I made $1,600 or whatever it is. Any number is significant when it's your first day because you can extrapolate that over a month, over a year and do project, projected you know, sales. And you say they're projected and that's how business works, but it starts to create, you know, you're, you're taking things out of thin air and you're putting some structure to it. That's really good advice. Now, I want to go back to uh, when you were moping around, that really tough time when your wife was working the graveyard shift. What was your mindset? What was the self-talk that's going in your mind? Because most people will quit. Like, this, is, this sucks. You know, this is, my life is miserable. Forget this. And, but what was the self-talk that got you back there? Because that's really why you are where you are. You're a superstar. You have this tough mindset. So what's the self-talk that's going on? Well, here's an easy one. And I don't know if everyone's going to have this, but I really have this opinion of, you know, I can't say nobody's better than me, but I I look at it. And once you see enough success, I think that was it. So when my friend had success, even though he'd only made 5,000 a month before, I mean, we all know that even takes some significant, you know, maybe he was a good guy in the wrong companies, right? So when I saw enough people doing it, you know, I think about 100 people were driving around town in free BMWs or however you want to look at it. 
And I was like, okay, he's pretty good. He got in early. He was the beneficiary of this. But I'm like, not all 100 of these guys are better than me. So when you have that, when you see the numbers start to get going, you know, you kind of kind of like get in where you fit in. Like I, I look at a few people I'm like that guy never finished grade seven and lived on a farm his whole time. And you're telling me he makes 100 grand a month. If he can do that, I could at least do X, you know, and I really just have that attitude. And it's just like, um, you know, you just got to keep swinging, hmm. you know, a guy who misses um, a lot of jump shots, you know, any of these Michael Jordan or whatever. If Michael Jordan missed 10 shots in a row, what would he do? He would take the 11th shot. You know what I mean? You just can't just say, man, I can't shoot anymore and call it a day and walk off the field and just pass the rest of the game. You got to shoot your way out of a slump. So when I finally just, you know, enough had become enough. You know, I had a day of disgust when I was moping around the house. I was like, what kind of man am I? You know, I got five kids. I got a wife who's working graveyard shift for pennies on the dollar. And I'm just pouting. You know, I think I had reason to for a little while, but you know, at some point, and that's the greatness of MLM or network marketing, you can turn your whole life around in an instant. I was starting to circle some one ads and stuff like that. The worst thing that could have happened to me was someone offered me a job paying me fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year because I would have jumped all over that and it would have ruined me forever because I would have made the most of that job. Uh, what happened to me, one of those first 14 people, hopefully people can follow this whole story, but one of the first 14 people that said yes to me in that company lived in Vancouver. So I live in Ottawa. So think New York and then Vancouver, Seattle. And I asked my upline to fly me out there. And I spent eight days there, you know, and, um, you know, it just swole. You know, we've got a good little team going and stuff like that. And again, I think back, had I had a job, I couldn't take my first week off to just gallivant off to Vancouver. You know, so it's really important that you just you got to see the end. You got to see the the victory before it comes, I guess. A lot of visualization is really, really important. I'm kind of a math guy. So, you know, I look around and see who's making money and what's going on. And I just size myself up against it. So I guess that goes back to posture again. I'm like, Simon's making money. Mary's making money. Lou is making money. Oh, Kev's got to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you've had a lot of experience. You've seen a lot of crazy things. But what's the one thing? that excites you most about network marketing now? I still have the same best story that I had since 2006. I met a lady in Toronto. This is when I was with a, a travel company, a Filipino lady. She was working full-time at two separate banks. And I was just like, wow, what a hard work ethic. And it wasn't my personal. Someone introduced me to her and I talked to her. And she said, you know, thanks for thinking of me, but I'm way too busy and, you know, you know, just passed on the opportunity. Now she was renting a basement apartment for her, her husband and her two kids living in someone's basement, had been doing that for several years and probably not getting out anytime soon. And I said, okay, again, I'm kind of a soft seller. It might not sound, I'm pretty animated on this call, but I'm a mellow dude. And I just left it alone. And then I thought about it. And within a week, I'm like, you know, we really got to call that lady back. She's, you know, anyone working that hard in life, you know, almost 16 hours a day, plus the two different commutes for two jobs. That's the kind of person we're looking for. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're just talent scouts. So we know what we want when we see it. Right. And I'm like, she has the right stuff. So we went back and hit her up. She kind of said no, and I'm not usually forceful with anybody, but I really wanted it for her. I didn't care about a $100 fast start bonus, you know, and she signed up. It was a week before Christmas. I'll always remember that. And by the end of February, we had her able to quit one of her jobs. And then about, I think by the end of April or May, we had her quit the other job and she was full time. And within about a year's time of when she signed up, she had bought a house maybe about a 2,000 square foot house and the house next door and had it rented. And I mean, you know, when you hear some people on stage say that you got to want it for others and this and that and everything else and it's better to give than receive. You know, I used to roll my eyes with the best of them in the background. I'd rather receive, ha, ha, ha. You know, but it's still my favorite story. You know, here we are almost 10 years later and, you know, I've gone on to make more money than that. But just to give that gift to people. As a matter of fact, when I ended up leaving that company, I asked her to come with me. Uh, and she, you know, she bawled. She's like, Kevin, you know, me and my family owe everything to you, but you know, we can't afford to, you know, to leave or take that step backwards. And, you know, which I just left alone. It was just a quick little courtesy and I'm not a pushy kind of guy. And, you know, but, but even that, you know, for her to even say those words that we owe everything to you and to have that kind of impact on people's lives, 
I feel the scam in network marketing is not sharing the opportunity. If you got a good one, the scam is to not share it with people, to have a gift where people can just snap their fingers, roll up their sleeves, and completely change their life and their future and their children's future. It's like a magic wand that you can tap people on the head. So it, it, it's so rewarding. Mm, very touching story. Thank you for sharing that. You know, I really, uh, you know, I've heard so many great things about you. I respect you. I actually respect you even more on the show because you actually reviewed a lot of things. A lot of people, uh, you've been very transparent about your failures, your challenges, all these challenges of companies. And so I have to ask you this question because I know a lot of listeners will be wondering. So why would a leader who's successful leave a company? And I totally know why, but if you can just explain really quickly so people out there could understand. Now, you can't speak for everybody. I think there's only really a few reasons. I'll tell you my reasons. Um, I've been in, I think, five companies, which, you know, I, I don't like that number for a 12-year career. Um, three of them went out of business, so that makes it pretty easy. Um, other ones, one was a conflict with management. And, you know, at the end of the day, for those people that are out there looking for deals and soliciting you for deals, I feel like releasing my emails and my text messages, I'll, I'll probably block the names, but what a, what, what a website I could build. Some of the pitches I get are so ridiculous. But people always, a lot of them miss the main one, which is to look at management and how they think and where they come from and what they're all about. You know, good product, good comp planner. You know, okay, you need those things, but who's running the ship, who's driving the ship is super important. And, uh, you know, I was in one company, actually the one, the same one I was talking about with that lady. The reason I left was it was a smaller company, less than 20,000 people in about six years. And um, the owner was changing the comp plan every 90 days. Now, it didn't affect me. It actually benefited me. His thought process as a small company wanted to shine the light as to how successful the company was. So let's pay the top five guys all the money. You know, so when I say change the comp plan, he just kind of moved the goalposts when the middle tier people were trying to kick a ball, hmm. you know, and, and, and then waiting that towards us. And so maybe not everyone would leave for this reason, but I didn't like that. I had about 55 people that were making anywhere from 3000 to 15000 a month who had quit over, you know, maybe a five month period. If you know this industry a lot, people don't quit that kind of money no matter what. They have to be so mad, so irritated. They didn't quit together in a big group either. They individually each had a problem with this guy. Hmm. And again, even though I was the beneficiary of all his, you know, his deeds, I just couldn't see people get hurt like that. So, you know, I took the high road and just had to leave. And um, that's one reason. Another reason is, you know, some companies are top heavy. Well, that's kind of the same. But, you know, there's companies that are just top heavy. And if they're just paying too much and your people can't make money, what's the point? It's, it, you're building a house on quicksand. You know, people will clap for you, but only for so long. You know, you win another car and another car and another bonus, another bonus, and they can't even pay their auto ship. You know, there, there's a time where there's a tipping point where they even become resentful of you, even though it's not your fault. You know, so you have to find that nice. And, and let's be real. Everybody can't be a millionaire. As a matter of fact, everyone can't even make X amount, you know, but you need a nice weighted balance where it's fair. Or if you put in this much effort, I expect my team to get this much cash. And if that's not happening, then I can't build or promote that company. So just little different things like that. And then I guess the last one, too, is failure to expand, which might go back to the vision of the company. And I think that was the downfall of, uh, you know, the company that I got into that turned it around after our, um, you know, our failures there in those two companies. Well, not our failures, but whatever. But they had one product and they're only in three countries, you know, and they were about 10 years old. And, and I'm never going to be one to use the saturation word, but there does come a point where, you know, the message gets a little bit stale. And there's a big world out there. I'm originally from Trinidad. My wife's originally from Thailand. So, you know, we wanted to build businesses in our own countries and stuff, too, where we might have a little bit more influence or just whole different databases of people. And if a company doesn't want to expand at the rate that you think that they should, that's another reason sometimes why you leave. Hey, thank you for sharing that. Because I know sometimes that's like kind of like the elephant in the room. People always wonder that. And, uh, I mean, we've gone over 100 episodes, and you're the first ones who brought that up. So thank you for sharing that. That's, like, that's ML Nation. That's basically ML education like i would say 301 you know that's normally not just stuff that you upline and stuff you tell you we just got really nuggets and jewels of wisdom here and uh, really training from kevin so thank you for sharing that no problem hey as we wrap up the show some really quick questions um sure. you can make these really quick but just to pick your brain okay so one of them is what is your favorite success quote that motivates you wow 
I've got so many and none of them are coming to mind right now. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, this isn't really a quote, but it's def- definitely something I want to uh, to tell people. Now, it might not be true in every company, and a lot of it is predicated upon you know what you do, but you know, you can really, sky's the limit. It is unlimited. You could have what you want. I remember we were joking earlier before the show and I was telling you, you know, that it always been my goal to make a hundred thousand dollars a month. And it was one of those, wasn't a goal that you necessarily focused on and wrote down uh, and, and just kind of sought and measured yourself against it every month. But I just thought, you know, so crazy. Like, I mean, actually when I got out of Costco, I remember that the, actually the quote at that time was, you know, Kev, what are you going to do if I could show you a way that I can make your your yearly income $45,000, your monthly income. I mean, talk about mind-blowing, right? I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, well, what you're going to do is just give back as much as you can and help others get to where they can. But so the point is, you know, you can achieve anything you want to in this industry. You really, really can. What's one habit that's helped you become successful? Habit? Um, for me, it's planning and measuring. You know, I say what's get measured gets done. You know, and, you know, there, there's an old cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. Um, if you don't, uh, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So I do a lot of, you know, you got to write things down. I think that's the biggest downfall of network marketing is people just kind of just jump in, just do whatever. And they're just flopping around like a fish and they don't realize just a little bit of intention, a little bit of get out that legal pad and that number two pencil and, and you could leapfrog at least 70 percent of everybody in your company just by planning a little bit and doing things with purpose. What's the best advice you ever received? The best? Um, Massive action. Massive action. All out massive action. The biggest problem in network marketing is people just don't do enough. They, They figure out what day they signed up and what day it is today. And then they're like, I've been here six months and I haven't made anything. You've been to one meeting. You've missed your auto ship every other month. You're not on any of the conference calls. You've been signed up for six months, but you've been working for two days. <laughs> That's good. Uh, what's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone's interested. Do you sit down with them? Do you give a company magazine or newsletter? Do you use a flip chart? Do you send them a link to an online video? Or do you do a webinar? What do you like to use? <sighs> that one's a little bit hard for me because you know, I, I know we're supposed to, you know, it's kind of one of those. I, I think what I do is different from the team. You know, I'm just really real. I'm humble. I've hung up all the pinstripe suits, the laser pointer, the laptops, and I just really talk to people. You know what I mean? Eyeball to eyeball. I really think, you know, you can get a lot of mileage out of a Starbucks meeting. Uh, I don't know if that works for everybody. And especially if you're building global, obviously, you got to get into doing some other things. But people ask me, even with this company, how I built so fast. I mean, I signed up my next door neighbor in Tampa. I signed up an airline stewardess. I mean, you know, it's, it's just the passion just emanates off of you is what works. So my favorite thing is just talking and actually listening. I listen more than I talk is probably been my single greatest asset. What's one of your favorite apps or online resources? Do you have like an app on your phone that you like? Would you use like Evernote or Dropbox? Is something like that you could recommend? Hmm. <laughs> my calculator. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, it probably is true. You're first in the company. You know what I mean? Because I break everything down to its lowest common denominator. Yeah. You know, I know if I sit down with you and I make $100, um, and if we talk for one hour typically at Starbucks and I sign people up, I know I'm making $100 an hour. So, I mean, I hate to be so – I don't just be money, money, money all the time. But, you know, we're on a show that, you know, that typically that's what people <laughs> want to hear about. But uh, that's probably one of my – let me look at my screen really fast. No, I, I like that, that because, you know, most people, most people don't know, right? They don't even know, like, the volumes of what it takes to make the next check. Yeah, you know, you're true. If you watch um, Shark Tank and all that, these people that walk in, even after all these episodes, that he says, how much does it cost you to make each donut? You know, the guy's a bait. I don't know. It's like, what's wrong with you? You need to know. Down to the penny. Calculate everything. So, yeah, okay, I'll stick with it. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? One book. I read a lot of books. um, Mostly by, you know, I'm not really an MLM book guy, which is kind of funny because... I just started writing a book right now, Rich Networker, Poor Networker, just kind of running through a bunch of different situations and showing how 
you know, one guy deals with the same thing versus, you know, the broke guy and stuff. So I think that'll help a lot of people. But, um, I, you know, it depends on where you are in the business. I think uh, there's probably a lot of people on your show kind of recommend what you need to get started. I, I like to lead towards maybe, you know, people that are already making at least $1,000 a month kind of got the basics out of the way. And it's the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. I heard about it from a lot of people and kind of bypassed it for so long. And then you just hear enough people say it enough. And, I mean, those laws are pretty golden. And I mean, you need to know how to duplicate. It can't just be all on your own back when it comes to network marketing. So you need to know how to motivate people, how to teach people, how to how to lead, basically, if you want it to be anything significant. And MLM Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't read it, you can get an amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. So, Kevin, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Before we go to the million-dollar question, ML Nation, I know you want to grow your business, and I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important, and that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the train that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the train, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing, and you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So some, here's some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Because not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven code market scripts that will help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that helped me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections. So listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure close. So you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script, why it's a six-figure close. Because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal. And I used that six-figure close. And he joined, and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. This free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. There's three different days at four different times. So they can, so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global, you can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills that help me build a million-dollar ML business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So I look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you, have, you didn't know any friends, you didn't know any neighbors, you didn't know anyone, you didn't know family, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So you're kind of like an alien. You went to another planet, but they spoke English. So what would be the first thing you do to find prospects, build an MLM business from scratch? The first thing I would do, well, I guess I've had to do it a few times now. I'm very fortunate that I have 3,000 names in my iPhone contact list, but um, that might not be for everyone, so I'll make it a little bit more generic. Oh, you had no contacts, so that contact yeah, okay, was zero. Yeah, that was part of your, yeah, so I was going to go there anyways. Yeah, um, I'm not the world's biggest Facebook guy and stuff, but you know, I would, I would check out Facebook, find some local groups, or even Meetup.com has really got some gold nuggets in there. I'd find somewhere where entrepreneurs get together, not necessarily network marketers, 
uh, but just business-minded people, even if it's just a mixer or, or, or some kind of uh, thing going on, you know, Chamber of Commerce or whatever, and just meet people and, you know, find out what they do and find out if they're 100% happy. And once they start to grumble and stuff and say that they're not, let them know that I found a better way. Let them know I found a shortcut to accelerate their time, you know, because we don't have that much time on this planet. My wife, my wife, wow, that's scary. My mom just died, you know, two years ago at 58 and it really opened my eyes. You know, everyone thinks that they can live till work till 65 and then retire and then, you know, just prance around and have a great life for the next 20 years after that. I mean, you're so fortunate even to make it to 65 in this world. So, you know, once I know and feel that, I mean, I don't have to get into that with everybody, but I just say, you know, I took all my life lessons and kind of boil them into one thing. And when I recruit, you know, that all kind of comes out without saying all that stuff. I'm really looking to save people and help them out. As we wrap up, do you have any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? I think I'm maxed out on Facebook, but you can look for me on there. Definitely send me a message. You know, I always have to take off five or ten people a a month and add some new ones that are important. The crazy part is I know all 5,000 on there, but... Last lessons is don't quit. You know, I talk to so many people and they get frustrated. I really hate it when they're making like $1,200 a month or $700 a month and they want to quit. If you only realize the kind of money you need in the bank, and by the way, to make about $1,200 a month, you probably need close to $2 million liquid cash in the bank. So, but they're just frustrated. They want so much more. Maybe someone promised you too much, but don't quit. Good things will happen. I tell my team, You want to do this long enough for you to really figure it out and it just becomes second nature and automatic or long enough because longevity equals credibility. So the longer you do it, your friends will either think you're absolutely raving mad or you found something that they need to inquire about. And I hate to use the L word, but even if you do it long enough, you're going to eventually get lucky, you know, and someone like me is just going to sign up under somebody and and, you know, be on your team and put in 17,000 people in nine months and you're off to the races. So just don't quit is, is my biggest, biggest tip for sure. And just do more. Both of those. Don't quit and do more. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you've been hanging out with Kevin Latmore. So keep up the momentum and go to MLNation.net and type in Kevin at the search bar and the show notes and all that nuggets of wisdom that Kevin talked about will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Kevin, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thanks again, Kevin, and God bless you. Pleasure's all mine. See everybody at the top. ML Nation, that was an awesome interview with Kevin Latmore. And this was kind of a little different show than we normally had. And because he just gave out stuff... That normally a lot of, you know, in previous episodes, people haven't talked about. A lot about joining different companies, quitting. I mean, he is someone that, as you can tell, I mean, I was talking to him um, before and after the show, too. You know, we were communicating. He's a networker, right? So I network, I talk to him. And it's just like a real person. I was just telling him, hey, you know what? If I was looking for a company, which I am not, by the way. I'm totally retired from MLM. I'm focused on producing ML Nation for the MLM community and also uh, doing some coaching and training. But if I, I was, you know... Uh, back then, I would definitely sign him up because he's a real dude. And you talk to him, he never sells, he never pitches products, but he's just very open. It's a great way of connecting. And he was very transparent in what he, you know, his challenges. And uh, I really, really respect that. I think one of the things, the most important thing is he has a tremendous amount of posture. People buy you when you have posture. And visualizing, right? He knows what the outcome is. He does his numbers. He knows what it is. So even... During the day-to-day when things don't go well, it doesn't bother him because he has the posture. He knows what the end game is. A um, couple other notes is like, you know, longevity, right? Create, he's talking about if you're staying there, eventually you, you will get credibility. And I think for him, you know, his contacts knew that he got burned badly in two companies or that stuff, but he still stays in the game. And ultimately, remember, people are not buying your products. They're not buying your company. They are buying you. But he had to go through the time when he was, his wife had to work at the graveyard, sh- graveyard shift and work making $11 an hour doing that. I mean, he's someone that had some success, totally lost it, and stuck with it. And then by sticking with it, he actually got better than ever. He's made more money than he ever has before. So 
Having never give up in consistent action, he talked about a lot of people, you join the business, but you don't treat network marketing like a business. Are you really working the business? Are you really working the business? You know, you know people have been in the business for six months, but in terms of working, if you add it up, they probably only work for two days, right? And so make sure you're consistent with the uh, with your business. And last thing I just want to plug in, um, he, he shared about really good why leaders leave the company. I actually have a blog post about that. Uh, I can link it to the show notes page. You can take a look at it. Why MLM leaders leave. And he's right. You know, this, and this shouldn't, you know, ruin your belief on network marketing. Network marketing is run by humans, right? And humans are not perfect. The things that happen. And sometimes people, it's not the leaders who, like, the management can make decisions. And by the way, nothing is lasts forever anyway. If you do real estate investing, like the, it could be an earthquake that shakes up your house and then, you know, destroy your whole city. All these things can happen. You, we never know, right? Nothing is really set for life. But network marketing is still one of the best ways because like Kevin says, once you build it, you gain the skills, the mindset, and the mental toughness, right, that no one can take from you. So even when he had all those bad things happen, he had the mental toughness. He knew if he built it once, he can build it back again. And and now he's got an incredible life. He has two homes, one in Ottawa and one in Tampa. Really incredible. So I really thought this was one of the best episodes. I really enjoyed doing this talk and uh, very different from normal. I like that. I'm interested in comments. You know, go to the Facebook page, leave some comments when this is, when this is out. Also, leave a review on iTunes. It's really important. Okay, leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And also, don't forget to connect with Kevin, awesome networker. You, know, you want to see how he networks. He is a master at making people feel good. Go connect with him. There's a wealth of knowledge. I'm sure he's going to provide value, value, value. He'll never try to sell you. He's actually never sell you anything, but he's an awesome connector, networker. Just go to mlmnation.net, type in Kevin at the search bar, and the show notes page will pop up, and his contact info will be all there. And lastly, if you like these episodes, like these shows, please leave a review on and share with people, right? Share with people, tag people. When you see on the Facebook post, tag them, share it, because that's the way. Um, and that's, you know, when I see people get tagged, shared, that makes my day. And that motivates me to keep going and um, to get these leaders like this for you. Um, awesome episode again with Kevin. Make sure you thank him. And thank you, ML Nation, for being this amazing profession, you know, profession that gives normal people like Kevin who like was working at Costco, amazing opportunities to change their lives. And we are in the best profession. Uh, you know, network marketing, I love it. It allows us to be better givers. It allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. Someone like Kevin working at Costco, tremendous potential. You know, he'll be stuck there for his whole life, wasn't for network marketing. It's kind of freedom. And network marketing allows us to be better leaders. We, you know, better leaders and allows us to be better parents because you always have to lead by example. So, that's it for this show. Thank you for listening, ML Nation. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. 